LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler Vinoy, and Ron, in this episode, we're considering bad decisions made when an organization is in decline. Would you say this is for the church also? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. This one is across the board, okay. general, if uh, just bad decisions made in <laughs> decline. And, you know, I've been blessed to serve in some fast growth organizations, uh, church and business world, where we just had rapid growth. But I've also served in times of decline. Uh, in fact, I've been brought in when when things were in decline, and uh, you know, been a kind of a used as a change agent and that kind kind of thing. I've made some of these mistakes. Some of them I've learned the hard way. Some of them I I walk into an organization and they've been making them, and I'm like, oh, it's just that's not going to work. We got to make sense of things around here. So these are just seven bad decisions in a declining organization. And so if you're a church leader, if you're if you're in a, I, I mean, I wouldn't say this applies to business, but if you were in a nonprofit, whatever that is, and things just aren't going as well as you'd yeah. like them to, and you're in a decline, these are for you. Yeah, I was going to really quickly. And you gave a little bit of a caveat, uh, ask for the definition of decline that you're referring to. And you're saying, hey, things are just not going the way they were, yeah. plateauing or yeah. taking a step back. Could be numbers are not what they were. Could be uh, dollars are not what they were. Numbers of attendance, mm-hmm. for instance, in a church or, or, or financial uh, numbers are not as good as they were. Things are just not going well. Yep. Okay. So seven bad decisions in a declining organization. What's number one? Rejecting the vision you previously believed. Um, so when an organization is struggling, we start to question the reason we once existed. There's always a chance, of course, that that you were off track to begin with. But if things used to work, I mean, like this used to be a, a thriving church, and now it's not anymore, chances are it's not a vision problem. The vision probably was okay in the beginning. Uh, we want to be a church that reaches unchurched people, or we want to be a church that reaches people far from God and helps them become growing followers of Christ, or whatever those fancy languages that we put around a vision as a church. We want to make disciples who make disciples. All those are great, but chances are that's not the problem. So don't reject the vision and try to go out and find some new vision statement. Maybe, maybe you need to reinvent uh, you know, the, some of the ways you've been trying to do that, but don't reject the vision just because you're in decline. Hmm. So from your experience, you know, you said you've stepped into these type of things. Is there an example that you can think of, of a church who, Hey, they're sitting there going, Hey, we need to go back to the drawing board, change everything, why we exist. Yeah. And it's like, no, just, <laughs> just refocus here. Well, for example, one of the churches I went into, they were built around the idea of missions, you know, that missions is where it's at. And so, um, they, uh, they gave away a lot. They sent a lot of people out. But because they were in decline, they were rejecting that original vision. If we send more, we're just going to decline more. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, okay, but that's that was in your DNA. That, that was who you were. So when you leave that, you've left the people who built that because mm-hmm. that was what they believed in and got behind. Yeah, no, that's a great example. That's number one. What's number two? Playing the blame game. Uh, you know, our natural tendency when things aren't going well is to try to find somewhere to blame the pain. And, you know, uh, none of us want to own the problems. You know, at the end of the day, we want somebody else to 
to take responsibility for it. But eventually, as as leaders, we have to own the problem. This is this is on me. This is on you. And, and just admit, hey, things aren't going well. And yeah, I, I admit that. So stop trying to find excuses and blame someone else and own the problem. Hmm. All right. What's number three? Trying a thousand bad ideas. <laughs> you know, it, I have seen that so many times when in decline, you just try to throw up a million things out there and hope one of them sticks. And the problem with that is you don't do many things well. You know, um, it, you, it, actually, you probably do no things well because you nothing has any traction behind it. And so everybody's frustrated. Nothing's really working. Um, it, you know, if I'm in a situation right now and I'm coaching somebody who's who's in that situation, I'd encourage them just to slow down a little bit, uh, take some of the tension out of the room of doing a lot of things, trying to find the quick fix, and just find a few things hmm. and focus on them. Uh, but do them strategically, do them methodically, put a lot of thought to them, but uh, and go back to the original vision as we started with, but then uh, do a few things to try to to try to make that happen. If those don't work after a while, try a few more, but don't throw a thousand things on the wall. It just won't work. Hearing you say that, I put myself in the shoes of someone who, man, if it was a drastic decline or it could just be steady, I get it because you're trying to, it's almost like you see the holes and you're just yeah, trying to stop them and right. say, which, which one of these is going to stop yeah. them? And it's time. You feel like time is against you. I got to yeah. do something fast. Mm. And you say, hey, slow down, mm. focus mm-hmm. on a few things. Yeah. My first thought when you said that is, and you go, well, if those don't work, go to the next and be like, well, what if I, if I focus here and it doesn't work? And then the next thing. Yeah. So coach me through that. Maybe you're, mm. you're talking to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that situation. How would you tell me to go, no, that's, that's the right methodical way to go about it. Instead of throwing everything, yeah. focus your energy. Here. Well, let me put it into a, into a very uh, practical, personal example. Yeah. So let's say you run across a week where you have more on your calendar than you literally have time or energy to, to complete. So you got a thousand things on your schedule this week. My advice to you in that setting is rather than be a, just super overwhelmed and not to be effective with anything is to get outside and take a walk. Hmm. Recalibrate your mind. Um, Maybe take a nap. Do something that slows you down so that when you hit at it, whatever it is, you're going to be at your best in all cylinders. Now take that same illustration into the organization where you're throwing a thousand ideas against the wall and none of them are sticking well. Okay, step back. Take a deep breath, take one or two that you can really put some energy into and run at those for a while. It's it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make as much sense. The fact that I'm busy and I'm going to take a break, but it at the same time, and maybe it's just through experience that you learn this, but at the same time, I know if I'm running at rapid speed, I'm not going to be at my best and nothing I do is going to be done well. And the same with the organization. If we're running at rapid speed and trying a million things, we're not going to do any of them well. It's just not going to work. That's that's very helpful. Number four kind of ties into this a little bit. So what is number four? We quit taking any risks. We just stop. You know, organizations are built on risk. Uh, It is... And that includes the church. You know, we have to take a risk on people that may disappoint us. Jesus did that, right? Mm. 
And but when uh, when we're in decline, I've seen it so many times. We just lock everything down. Uh, one of the one of the uh, biggest things that I have seen I've seen this so many times. It's almost comical to me now. Is when I get to an organization that's in decline, and they so. And, and a lot of times that's monetary decline. So they're not making as much money. And so what do they do? They cut departments such as marketing or sales or development, you know. And, okay, so the very things that are going to bring those <laughs> things in. <laughs> and, and it makes no sense from an outside perspective. But to us, you mean I'm going to invest uh, $10,000? into Easter marketing when we don't have $10,000, you know, or I'm going to invest in Google AdWords or I'm going to invest in Facebook, you know, marketing or what, I mean, whatever that is, I'm going to invest money because that's a black hole, right? I can't see the results of that immediately. It doesn't, it's not an instant turn. And so, uh, yeah, I've seen that so many times where, or another one is we're going to, you can't, so all the staff, you can no longer do any development. So you were planning to do this conference. You were planning to read this book. You were planning to whatever it is. Cut all that out. Mm-hmm. Stop doing anything to develop you as a person. And, uh, and, and even saying that out loud, to me, makes perfect sense of the, the idiocracy of that. You know, So if I quit developing me, I'm going to quit being my best for the organization. Yep. That doesn't mean you don't you're not reasonable with that. And maybe you you re, you think harder about the marketing dollars. You, you think harder about the conferences and I just uh, we may do it as a podcast. I d- did a blog post recently. We may do it as a podcast where some great development ideas on a budget and and so it doesn't have to be like super super expensive and maybe you don't send everybody to the conference maybe you bring the conference to you or maybe you send one person and they're a scout and they take notes for everybody else but so maybe you get smarter about how you do it but you don't stop developing people in those times Hmm. that's great what's about number five failure to admit there's a problem um and you know i've seen that so many times too we talked about the blame game but we pretend everything is awesome Oh, no, there's no problem around here. Hmm. Oh, no, everything's fine, you know. I mean, maybe it's a little softer, but but you just don't admit, man, if we keep doing this, this is not going to work. Yeah. Uh, we got to put a stop to this drain or we won't be here at, at some point. And I, how many churches are sitting out there and they have simply not addressed that there's a problem? We're half the size we were 20 years ago. And you don't think there's a problem here? Hmm. Yes, there's a problem. Let's solve the problem. Let's do something to address the problem. And um, uh, failure to do so is is not gonna not gonna reverse the decline. The next one is kind of along those same lines. So it what's is. number six? It's not addressing the real problems. <laughs> and and I've seen that too many times also. Yeah. When the real problem, let's say, go back to a previous illustration of addressing the you know. Um, stopping the marketing dollars or stopping leadership development and yet you've got a staff member there that has not been a fit on the team for 20 years Mm. and you haven't done anything about that and they are draining the organization financially and not contributing anything back. Okay, if that's the real problem, that's hard. Nobody wants to address that one. Personnel issues are always the hardest ones. But if everybody knows that's the real problem, address the real problem. Yeah, that's great. 
What about number seven? Last one. Focusing only on the losses. Focusing only on the losses. And I realize, you know, when you're in decline, man, and I, I hate this one, Chandler, because I have uh, walked through with so many leaders in those situations, and I've been that leader, and it's hard to go home at night and and reconcile that loss and just, okay, put it behind you and get up and go at it again the next day. Yeah. So it's hard. If you're in a season of decline, I am not at all pretending that is easy. But here's the reality. Not everything is probably as bad as it appears. Mm. Sure, numbers may not be what they are, but maybe you need to count different numbers. What else is taking place that is good? So maybe this, if you're in a church context, not as many people are attending on Sundays and, and the budget's not what it once was. But how many people are in your pipeline to to be sent out and, and to full-time vocational ministry? Uh, if that number's good, celebrate that. Or how many, how many um, people are, are being impacted by your online ministry or whatever the numbers are, find something, make sure it's real, but find <laughs> something that's worth celebrating and, and, celebrate, and celebrate big because yeah. you need that kind of energy to, uh, you know, what if you have a prayer ministry that, man, just brings heaven down? Oh, celebrate that Come, you know, let people know about that. Celebrate the wins that you have. They're they're out there. That's great. I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but there, I have a buddy of mine who's revitalizing a church down in Texas, and he gets there, mm. and it looked like it was losses everywhere. Mm. So he just started looking. It's exactly what you're saying. He started. If it was the smallest win, yes. he shouted it from the rooftops. That's right. And it was just over and over again. And now those wins are not just minuscule. Like they just celebrated a ton of new first time guests this past awesome. month. So. They start to add up over time. And I think Absolutely. I got this from you, Ron, but one of the things that if you're always focusing on the losses, you're bringing down the morale of your team. Mm. And I think you've said this. If not, I'm going to give it to you. But <laughs> one of the do. best things that a leader can give their team is their energy. Yeah. And I've thought about that. You know, I just was serving in an interim season. Yeah. And there were so many times where, man, change is hard and a transition season is hard. I remember just walking into meetings. I remember walking on Sunday and just going, the best thing I can give our church is energy. Yeah. So just if you're, maybe you're in this season and you feel like it is decline, wins in your energy and to be motivated by the gospel. If, if you're in a church, be motivated in those ways. So it's very helpful. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We hope if, if, if maybe you are in a season, just as we said, where you're saying, hey, we've plateaued. We feel like we may be taking a few steps back. These are seven things for you to make sure that you don't take a step into and instead do the opposite. So we hope this has been helpful. And if you're enjoying these episodes, please help us continue providing them by liking, sharing, reviewing, subscribing. It helps other leaders like yourself find the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com. Thank you.